Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. From Studio 111 via Radio Saigon and Simulcast across the country via Voltal Radio and later on Bleefall360.com. This is Fanatic Radio. I'm your host, Mike Don Gardner on the fan. It's uh, Tuesday first. And for those of you listening, very uh, special um, Tuesday broadcast live from the studios. Uh, we'll get to your calls in a minute. Talk uh, about four. That's uh, in Dallas this year. And of course, more uh, the NFL. But uh, thanks for you listening. Uh, we're streaming everywhere on this multi level platinum system the 360, com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and social media. So uh, that's the deal. Uh, big day for us. First time ever doing a Tuesday broadcast. So originally started back on a Monday. And uh, before we know it, uh, I got a lot going on. Uh, it's a very busy week. And it'll be opening day. And uh, much more. But first, got to give a, a shout out. To uh to uh college night and uh DC United. Join DC United April fifth for the ultimate college experience. Come to college night. There will be a live DJ, food trucks, and outdoor games for a low price of twenty dollars. Hope to see you there as they take on New England Revolution. That's our college night, DC United. April fifth, taking on New England uh Revolution. Uh, no one cares about soccer though. That's a chance to uh, spread the word for uh, the D.C. United. Of course, I'll see uh, the Final Four basketball, true sport that no one, that everyone cares about. Is playing in Dallas. Dallas. None of this, none of this North Texas. It's in Dallas this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Monday, Final Florida and UConn. And then in the second game, it's Wisconsin and Kentucky. You are the height of just too much And to uh, set the stage for everyone, uh, excited, excited for the teams, excited for the uh, the atmosphere. A little upset that my bracket was busted, but uh, I, you know, I. I don't. I don't. I call him a sim. I don't. Uh, 
Don't mess around with brackets. You know, just uh, do whatever you can. I had Michigan State, but apparently Kalinali, uh something that we don't know. Uh, I saw yesterday Andrew Wiggins announcing he's uh, going to the pros after a uh, stellar one-year career in which he was uh, bounced from the tournament. He'll look if he's taking basket weaving. He's going to make $120 million next year. And uh, it's expected shoe deals and more to see where Mr. Mr. Wiggins goes. And uh, so now we'll uh, go to the phones. Uh, Joe in Riverdale. What's, what's up, Joe? Michael, how you doing? I'll go with Evan. Ah, long, long time listener, first time call. You know, uh, I tell you, um, you know, you got to stop falling asleep on you. It is destroying your credibility. You have lost all credit. You are worse than Michael K right now. So, but now oh, okay. you have... All right. All right. I, I don't know what this, this fool is, is picking up. Your sources, uh, rest assured, and uh, not fall asleep. Ron, yeah. I've been uh, solidly awake. Of course, when you've uh, been in this industry for 25 years, you can you can see that uh, time takes a strain on you. Uh, I'll take your calls. Hopefully none, uh, none as uh, barbaric as that. But we got uh, Clint uh, on the east side. What's up, Clint? Hey, hey Ma- Michael, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. How, how many... NCAA championships did Pete Carell win? Uh, I don't think he won any. No, 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 let me ask you something, Michael. If he has not won any, if he has not won any uh, championships, why in God's name is our brilliant coach, uh, Mr. Mike Brennan, why does he invoke him every single turn? You gotta get rid of this guy. He's a Tuesday must be a tough day for people. People wait an hour 
an hour for this. And, and they, want, they want to tell me that Malcolm Barber had a place to be athletic director. It's not even the coach's fault. Not, not even the coach's fault. The athletic director. The one, the one who hired him. And it, make, it makes no sense. Make, make, makes, make, makes no sense. Apparently the regular coach. Uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully this caller could be, uh, provide some more uh, insight as we have uh, Richard and Bayon. What's up, Richard? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. Okay. All right. Uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go down that road. You know, I, I mean, you, you can you call in, say all you want. You know, I mean, I've, I've been doing this 20, 20, 20 plus years, and uh, you know, you you can waste your time, and it's just it's your money, your money, your your phone bill. You know, that makes no makes no sense. David in Manhattan. What's up, David? Hey, Mike. How you doing? David, what's happening? You know, uh, I was listening to uh, the uh, the Artie Lang show the other day, and he no, suggested... No, no, no. Do me, do me a favor. Just please, please find a way to lose the number. I mean, you got people calling with Artie Lang. No, you got people with, with butt cheeks. It's... It's just put these these clowns, these fools. You know, if Audi Lang wants to buy advertisement, he can buy advertisement. You know, for that radio, we could we could use it. And we we we're, we're trying to make a big time. And um, I mean, it's it's not it's not happening. It just makes makes no sense. Makes no sense. A lot of clowns. But uh, kudos to uh, the American Eagles, uh, as they actually they lose their first. Uh, Game in the NCAA tournament, but uh, they ended up losing to Wisconsin, and we'll send them in April Fool's World. Of course, we're not switching to New York radio. No, we're not. This is Snack Radio. Mike Gardner, Ben Florence, Graham Burns. Decided to do a Punk America with our wonderful humor. That shout out our good friend Mike Francesa, literally our good friend of a WFAN. As we're talking Final Four, we're talking America. So the MLB opening day, we'll start with that. That was sort of the first uh, thing that happened. We'll get to the Final Four in a minute. But, uh, Graham, we, uh, you were not here last week for our, uh, for our uh, MLB talk. MLB. Who is your favorite, who's your favorite baseball team? My fa- I would have to go with the Minnesota Twins. Hey! How come? Where did this love hey. of the Twins come uh, I'm from Rochester, New York, and we have a decent AAA ball team there, the Rochester Red Wings. Uh, we were affiliated with the Orioles for a while, and then in 2003 we switched over to the Minnesota Twins. That's right. And, uh, you know, it was, just kind of, it was just a developing love. You know, they're a lovable team. They're lovable losers because uh, they're small market, and well, relatively small market, and... Uh, you know, they haven't had a lot of success, but uh, they're good to cheer for because you get to see some players play on the field on Saturday, and then by Friday they're playing in the big leagues, so it's kind of cool to see a transition. Mm. Did they win yesterday? The Twins? I don't think they did. <laughs> All right. Well, your Yankees play today. They do. They are the only team that has not started to play along with the, the uh, legendary Houston Astros. Everyone's favorite. They were, the only, they were the only two teams that did not start yesterday or the day before or like uh, Los Angeles and Arizona did last week in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, the Yankees season kicks off today against the Houston Astros, and uh, everyone's excited. Gary Boy, CC Sabathia on the mound is sixth straight opening day start. 
Yes, sir. Impressive for him. We mentioned last week we uh, cut down a ton of weight. And, Graham, we didn't get a chance to ask you this last week, as we'll keep being a dead horse that you were yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you excited? are you excited for baseball when you say you like the Twins? Are you a fan who will watch all 162 games, or you sort of just tail off, pick up at the All-Star break, and then watch the postseason, much like I do? Um, uh, I don't know. I've never, I'll like watch a game every once in a while, you know, you're bored. There's the end of college basketball coming up. The NBA is starting to drag out a little bit. So pretty much all that's left is the NHL and the MLB. So, you know, I'll catch a game every once in a while. Uh, the, Yankees, the, the Yankees are the local market where I'm from. Uh, are they really? Yeah, technically. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so you catch one of them every once in a while. Uh, I usually watch the All-Star game just for kicks. And then I usually watch uh, at least part of the postseason, but definitely not a religious viewer like I am with most other sports. So. Yep. All right. Uh, first day of baseball, Flo, I saw you were watching some of the games. I was. Well, uh, you were hurriedly working on things. Did you uh, get a chance to see if anyone, any of the managers used the uh, instant replay? Yes, there was actually a replay in the Cubs-Pirates game. Mm-hmm. I, I believe what the situation was, if I recall correctly, there was a throw to first. It was a pickoff play. I believe they originally called the runner safe. But then they went to the monitor, which, because how baseball is doing, which I think they should do in all sports, they have guys looking at it in New York dedicated to solely watching the replay. And then uh, eventually they got the call right. So that is, uh, I believe, was the first time we've really seen it, uh, although I could always be mistaken. But I believe that was the first time we saw the uh, the immortal replay system in action. Graham, is instant replay good for baseball? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say yes. I mean, especially baseball is a sport where it's, I mean, just about every professional sport, the game of inches, everything happens very fast, especially a play like a pickoff play. Uh, but, you know, it could have saved a perfect game for uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher. Uh, and, you know, it's just... Some home runs are probably going to be disputed. I think it's good, though. Uh, they're moving into the 21st century. Uh, similar to the NFL, they're doing the centralized team in New York who's making the call immediately instead of having uh, – because the rest of the NFL are supposed to have a minute and a half under the hood. And these past few years, it really feels like uh, replays have been dragging on. And it comes to the point whenever you know there's a turnover, a scoring play, you're dreading the replay after it happens. So I think it's good that both sports have decided to go – with a centralized team in New York who's completely focused on the replay. That would be smart if the NFL took the MLB's approach and the fact that you have to use a replay in, like, the dying stages of the game. By the way, no, I was actually incorrect. There was a previous replay attempt that was actually the first one. It was on a bang-bang double uh, play, against the, this time it was against the Cubs, and the Cubs challenged it, and the play was upheld. But... Um, I think the NFL should do it because, you know, the referee, they go into this little booth uh, that we presumably see the same replays on TV that they see, although we're never for certain. It's not a huge – I don't think it's a huge screen either. And it's a referee that's making – that has to come off the field, do it. I feel like if you had a centralized one, you have guys that are solely responsible for making the call instead of the referee. We we see – Referees get replays wrong even after going in the booth. 
happened actually a couple times last year. So I think that although you're the concern in MLB is the the time, how long if it takes the, for the replay to go through. But I noticed at one point the second replay uh, yesterday, they, and that Red is the announcer saying, "Oh, if it goes on any longer than this, then this will be too long." And Red, as I said, that the guy started to come out, mm-hmm. so I uh, made the call. So I, but I think that this is not only what they should do. Uh, you know, I think they should do it at all sports across the board. You know. Is it too much of a good thing? Do you think instant replay will be uh, sort of the, uh, the come back to haunt MLB? I mean, I don't really see how it could. Uh, it, it definitely, it definitely a problem with MLB games is the length of the game. They've made some strides to get away from it. Uh, they're decreasing the amount of time the pitcher has between pitches to throw a pitch. But that's definitely one of the, my biggest, my biggest beef with the with baseball is how long the games take and how little it feels like they're actually playing relative to the amount of time the game takes. So I think but I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for all sports. College basketball has introduced replay in the last two minutes of games, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it severely affected the Wisconsin-Arizona game the other night. So I think it's a good thing because it eliminates some of the human error from sports, which is always the goal. Uh, but it definitely decreases the accountability for umpires or referees because they have, they know they have this in the hole and they don't, you, the call can be remade instead of you being the final authority. Mm. Speaking of college basketball, the final four is this weekend. How about that? In North Texas, AT&T Stadium, featuring uh, a pair of teams that are seeing it for the first time in a long time and then there's teams that were expected to get in. We have the Florida Gators, number one overall seed, who pretty much didn't wasn't wasn't tested as much as people thought they were as a one seed. You have Yukon Huskies, who went just falls to the wall and dethroned or knocked off Michigan State, who everyone thought was going to either win the national championship or get to the Final Four. You have the Wisconsin Badgers, who not only destroyed American University, but were able to run the table through a relatively easy bracket. They didn't have to face Creighton. They faced Baylor instead, and they beat Oregon. But they did have to uh, get by a good Arizona team. Mm-hmm. Check course, you have Kentucky, who last week, Ben and I said if they were able to beat Louisville, UK could make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Good Final Four in terms of teams, Graham? Um, I can't say I'm too happy about it. I'm I'm not a huge UConn, Wisconsin, or Kentucky fan. I was cheering for the other team. Actually, no, I was cheering for Kentucky because Michigan defeated Syracuse last year, so I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Florida, I'm all right with. Kentucky defeated three of the four Final Four teams from last year, which is incredibly impressive because all three of those teams were nas- were national title contenders. They were not 10 seeds or 11 seeds who barely made it in uh, the next year. Um, Wisconsin, Frank Kaminsky, might, he might be the most versatile player in college basketball. So him and Julius Randle, I think, will be interesting matchup because they're both uh, players who can play on perimeter as well as take it to the hole. UConn is riding 2011 Kemba Walker status with Shabazz Napier. That guy's on fire. It's ridiculous. In Florida, they're the experience. They are uh, they're the well-rounded team who you never count them out, but it's hard to pick them in a blowout because you just never know with them. So I think it's going to be interesting, interesting dynamic. It's a 
the trail of, of four different teams. You have Florida, a team of mostly seniors, uh, been waiting four years to get to this moment. Several of the tournament appearances they've had, they've been knocked out relatively earlier, if not gotten to the regionals and lost. You have a Wisconsin team with a lot of seniors, uh, good offense, solid defense, were able to shut us down. We were able to beat a Baylor team who was red hot against Creighton. That's right. Ended up being a good Arizona team as well, even by the, the grace of of mastery play and just a, and questionable calls down the line, which which God knows what. <laughs> UConn team that when we start when we started our tournament talk, Flo, you had your doubts because of the lack of size. No, I well I had my doubts in that I still had them going to the Elite Eight, but I didn't think they would um, actually beat Michigan State. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to beat Michigan State. Yeah, I didn't think Michigan State was a good matchup for them. But then Michigan State. In the, uh, the East Regional Final, in some of the time, they didn't know how to play. They turned the ball over a lot. They looked rattled. Uh, they didn't play as the veteran team they are. It was very unusual to see out of a Tom Izzo club. And you saw them against UConn. UConn started out hot, then they got cold, then they got hot again. But Michigan State, down the stretch, really couldn't get it done. I was kind of surprised they weren't able to m- make a bigger run at the game than they they ultimately did. So, um, but yeah, I did. I did like UConn a lot coming to this tournament, but I didn't think they'd go this far. You know. Yeah. It's, so you have the team of seniors. You have the team of uh, Shvat Napier senior. Yep. Just definitely can make a case of a, a tournament MVP, considering how just lights out he's been playing and the shots he's taking, just dead on guy right in your face. Then you have the team of of, of magical freshmen of the Kentucky Wildcats when they. For uh, preseason number one, many say on paper this is one of the most talented college basketball teams ever. Well, at least some are saying since the Fab Five. That was still about 15, 20 years ago. And then you can see you got a team that hasn't, hasn't jumped together, did, pre- did pretty mediocre in conference play, had some good non-conference wins, lost to Arkansas twice in overtime on fiasco of games. But then when they almost beat Florida, ironically, in the SEC tournament, it's, you know, the the, the – bracket that they were placed in, it was either them, Wichita State, or Louisville that was going to make it out of that region. And lo and behold, they the game against Wichita State proved to be such a momentum boost for them. This team is gelling at the right time, actually got to the Final Four. Who is a more impressive storyline the fact that a, a Florida State so consistent that Wisconsin was in a battered Big Ten and actually advanced to the Final Four, either Kentucky's Gelling at the right spot at the right time, or the Shabazz Napier and Kevin Ollie in his uh, in their first time in the tournament since being on NCAA probation. Yeah, I, th- I think Kentucky's the most impressive here. Uh, beating those three teams in three consecutive games. If you if you just put a blank slate and you said this team beat Wichita State, Louisville, and Michigan in consecutive games, I would not have picked Kentucky, especially due to their inconsistency this year. I mean, they lost a month ago to South Carolina. A good South Carolina team. A very mediocre South Carolina team. Very good. Towards the bottom of the SEC, which had Georgia finished second in the regular season. Uh, So they definitely were not the team I would have picked. Um, I think UConn, they had a pretty good regular season. I think they they might have beaten Louisville once. You know, they beat Florida uh, without Scotty Wilbekin. But I think... UConn, so far, is the underdog story of the tournament. Um, I don't think Kentucky is really an underdog. I would 
they are probably the most impressive eight seed that has ever played in the NCAA tournament, considering the kind of talent they have when they play at the best. Well, both Kentucky and UConn were, were incredibly underseeded. Mm-hmm. Cannot stress that enough. Well, I don't necessarily agree about Kentucky. This was a team in their last game before the AAC tournament. Lost by 40 to Louisville. I think UConn, I mean, ultimately the fact that they got to the Final Four shows they could have been a little underseeded. But I don't think that when you judge their resume, their seeding was as bad as, like, Kentucky's was. Because Kentucky should have been probably on the sixth line. I mean, the fact that a good Massachusetts team, albeit one that was one and done, but a good Massachusetts team was the 16th in that region, two lines ahead of Kentucky, which was bizarre. But, um, well, I mean, obviously you can say they're interested in now, though, of course, because they're, they're in the Final Four, because you now have a one and a one, a seven and an eight, which is... Uh, oh, Wisconsin's a two. Or one and two, yeah. seven and an eight. But. Who is the best team that did make the Final Four? I bet it has to be Kansas. I think Kansas has really Kansas had the highest ceiling, especially if they could have made it through that weekend and potentially gotten Joel Embiid back for the rest of the tournament. They definitely had the highest ceiling. Um, unfortunately, in the Stanford game, everything went wrong that possibly could have gone wrong, which many critics have said about, but have been saying about Kansas. Andrew Wiggins didn't score. Perry Ellis played bad defense. All these things that have happened in individual games this year all came together into one game, and they scored 57 points, which for a Bob Self team is really or Bill Self is very disappointing. And especially with the kind of offensive firepower that they had, uh, I just think that they could have been a one seed if Virginia didn't win the ACC tournament. So I think they are definitely my biggest disappointment. In my opinion, the best team that did not make the Final Four, that's such a very tough question because you got Wichita State, who didn't even make it out of the first weekend, Louisville. But I think the team I'm going to go with is the Arizona Wildcats. They played in that awesome game against Wisconsin. Should have won. That's, uh, well, they probably should have won. I mean, it's easy to say because they had the awful, uh, the awful offensive foul call, which, I mean, you can't call an offensive foul there and not call the defensive foul because the guy was clearly impeding this Johnson's progress. The Johnson tried to get room, but they called the offensive foul there. I, I would if that was me, obviously now high pressure situation. I would have played on. Who knows what would have happened there? But then what? Happened, but then the excusable thing is that Arizona then got the ball after the uh, yeah the ball went out of bounds. The controversial play there, and. They ran a completely well, – they had three, like three seconds left, and they ran like clear out for Nick Johnson and didn't even get the shot off. So, but I think with how that team played, and imagine how that team would look if they had Brandon Ashley all season long, instead of when they lost him a few months ago, and he would have given me even more size. We saw Aaron Gordon play awesome. Nick Johnson was great, except for the brain fight at the end of the game. I think Arizona is actually the best team that did not make the Final Four. That's in my opinion. I'm going to have to go with Michigan State. I think uh, a lot can make the argument, like Flo said, with Wichita State with uh, Clean Anthony Early, who is a lot better than I thought he was. Uh, the Louisville team, who returned a good majority of the national championship team, kind of mad they lost to Kentucky because Kentucky went into that game with rivalry on their mind. There will be blood. We're going to hunt these guys down like wild animals. 
And if that wasn't the case, Louisville could easily be in the Final Four because I think they could have beaten Michigan. But Michigan State uh, was, yeah, like we, like we talked about it earlier uh, on this show, just we're down by, we're down at 10 at the beginning of the game against UConn and then had so many chances to win. And then you had the dumb foul on the three-point attempt. I think it was Appling. Mm-hmm. A foul Shabazz Napier win. Of course, you know, if he makes it, that, that's fine. But you don't give him three free throws in which he drained all of them. And this is one of the most experienced teams in the tournament. Adrian Payne, Gary Harris, uh, Valentine, a lot of these good players. Uh, sort of reminded me of the uh, the college equivalent of the San Antonio Spurs and the fact that they had good coaching and they had uh, just a good gel. And had some, you know, losses to, I think Kentucky was one of their losses. At the, uh, no, they beat, in the Champions Classic, they beat Kentucky. But that's where Julius Randle really showed himself off. But they had some disappointing losses in big-time play. They had lost 7 of 13 coming to the uh, the. And that, that also has to do with the injury. But, of course, they kind, of, they kind of screwed themselves over in conference play, which makes you uh, appreciate just how competitive and how valuable conference play was. Because if Michigan State was to do a little better and potentially uh, be a higher seed in the Big Ten tournament, because so they went on to actually win the Big Ten tournament, they easily could have been a higher seed. They could have easily been a two or three seed instead of a four seed in which they had to uh, be a number one Virginia and then play a very good UConn team that could have been in a different bracket. I think Michigan State was definitely the uh, the toughest team. The sad thing about the NCAA tournament is as of next week, college basketball will be over and no. we'll see destiny of several players. No, not Pee Wee Gardner as it was leaked by Saltzman Sports that he is going pro. He's coming back. Uh, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that uh, Saltzman scoop. Yeah, no, no, neither did anyone. And uh, Andrew Wiggins is the first player of the, of the big freshman to uh, to go into the draft. There's been some speculation that Jabari Parker might actually stay because of the first round upset against Mercer. Uh, all the Kentucky guys will be gone because they've probably they probably have reached Kilimanjaro if not Everest if they actually win the national championship. Any other players that might go out early? Um, well, you've got, I think Marcus Smart is gone. Uh, you've got Tyler Ennis who already has declared. What? Tyler Ennis declared for the draft. Did he really? That's he made a mistake. He will go nowhere in the NBA. He's, he'll be the Michael Carter Williams playing on the worst, not the worst team, that the the, the Seventy Sixers who are a joke. But continue. I mean, the Bucks are technically worse, but I think the Seventy Sixers are worse. Uh, and who else we got? Uh, well, Russ Smith. He Kyle won't be Anderson. He won't. From UCLA. Kyle Anderson from UCLA. You got the guys from Arizona. Aaron Gordon. He should say, I tweeted the other day, if that Arizona team actually returns some players, they will be ridiculous because they'll, they'll win the national championship yeah. next year. They're very good coaching with Sean Millett. Pac-12 will get a little uh, you know, better as the rise of Oregon, the rise of UCLA. Uh, Colorado, who made the tournament as well this year. Stanford, who came out of nowhere and made the Sweet 16. Arizona will win the national championship if they stay, but I, I doubt they will. Even if, even if, the only guy that loses is Aaron Gordon, I think that's still a championship. Team. I think Johnson, very good point guard. Because considering what they were, they were undefeated. Then they lost Brandon Ashley, lost a few tight Pac-12 uh, games, but still an excellent, excellent team all year. So I think that and they could have been the favorites before they again they lost Ashley and Florida went on their run. Mm-hmm. 
And, and Arizona was doing it against a tougher conference than the SEC. Yes, the SEC has two Final Four teams, but Georgia also finished technically finished second in that conference. Florida will be an interesting team to watch next year. I don't. It'll be interesting to see where they're placed in the preseason top twenty-five uh, based on how many guys they're losing. Uh, but I think for Arizona, the key is that Nick Johnson stays. They really lack outside shooting uh, for Arizona. And he is one bright spot at getting to, both getting to the hoop and uh, and an outside shooting presence because T.J. McConnell and Gabe York just aren't – they're not pure shooting guard material. So I think the key is that he stays, although you got Hollis Jefferson, Zeus – what's his name? Samazuski? Oh, uh, Zeus Almighty. Yeah, Zeus, he's uh, – He's a load in the post. And this king of the gods? Yeah. If all these guys stay, they have a very legitimate shot at the national championship. All right, we'll be back with our final four predictions uh, and more here on Fanatic Radio. This is FR on blogtalkradio.com. It's Fanatic Radio. What's wrong with that? He fought for his country. The reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Join DC United April 5th for the ultimate college experience. Come to College Night. There will be a live DJ, food trucks, and outdoor games for a low price of $20. Hope to see you there as they take on New England Revolution.
static radio. Even with the way they're playing, we could go undefeated. The reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Join DC United April 5th for the ultimate college experience. Come to College Night. There will be a live DJ, food trucks, and outdoor games for a low price of $20. Hope to see you there as they take on New England Revolution. Ain't nobody got time for that. And we're back here on Snack Radio, blogtalkradio.com. You can check out the podcast on iTunes later. It's our special April Fool's episode where we were either going to say that we're doing it on a week, a Tuesday, in a New York accent, uh, taking over uh, Mike Frances' show, or we were going to do something funny with the, uh, the Want campaign at American University saying that uh, the university was going to put Wonk on the jerseys, but that would have caused such a huge firestorm. Mike Gardner, Ben Florence, Graham Burns. Back in the studio, back for some college basketball talk. Uh, just want to also give a shout out April 5th, college night at RFK, DC United. Uh, $20 tickets, uh, uh, fanfare, food trucks, and uh, some quality soccer. You get to see Eddie Johnson, who is a member of the U.S. national team, potentially uh, on the World Cup team. Of course, those rosters aren't actually chosen until the beginning of June. But speaking of the U.S. soccer team, I actually thought it was an April Fool's joke when Nike sent out the tweet of their new jersey. Apparently, it's not. It's for real. And uh, a great uh, picture I saw comparing Clint Dempsey, who was modeling the uniform, and next to a popsicle firecracker. That's right. I saw that as well. It's exactly what it looks like. It's probably the most disgusting jersey. Actually, no, the worst this jersey was the uniforms we won in 94. Well, we oh, those actually, were great. The one that actually looked like someone had ripped a flag up and and sewed it together like Betsy Ross. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Flo, you are a lover of Come all on, things. Who doesn't love that? Bring that back. You are a lover of all things uniform. Is this an all-time low for U.S. soccer? Yeah, I mean, you know, I talked about uh, when I told you about the, the home uniform, which are bitch, which is a golf shirt. Mm-hmm. All white, yeah. All yeah. white kit for home uniforms. And I'm like, could it get any worse? But they actually did go worse than this. It almost looks like it would be the uniform for the French, you know, with like the tray color, the red, white, blue. It feels like uh, the Captain, Captain America popsicles. Exactly. Exactly. Those bomb pops or whatever, whatever those were. I mean, Fire, I think firecrackers. Firecrackers. Uh, legendary. It was bad because, I, I mean, it's not the United States, which I think could have easily had as much say in this. I blame Nike for this because... One, they put so much effort into their football uniforms, and you see all the crazy stuff they throw out with Oregon and Virginia Tech, West Virginia with the matte helmets. But, uh, when the teams made the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin had this really cool design. Back when Russell Wilson played, had this really cool design where there was, like, rose petals forming the Wisconsin W. And then, obviously, once again, Oregon. Uh, AU had some pretty cool jerseys this year, uh, especially on the soccer side when we looked like we were in Croatia at a picnic table basket. But for national teams, apparently we're not the only ones. Uh, England, their home uniform is exactly the same. It's just a V-neck white Nike shirt with the Three Lions crest on it, and their white uniforms are just red. It's almost like the guys at Nike sort of just took the day off and let, let some interns, probably from Maryland University, uh, design these jerseys. Yeah, these jerseys are... Now, now you take a shot at Maryland University. Why they have very cool jerseys. They have 
of course, they have underarm at their disposal. I just think, and what about full pose jerseys are awful. Well, I mean, for some, the, the stuff, some they're very cool. Nah. But I, I think, I think it's this is something that could have been done last year, not when it's a World Cup year. I think the fact that it's a World Cup year and that billions will be watching. Yeah, I, I look at that. I look at this jersey, and I, I can't see it. It's the United States, like you said, Flo. It, it looks could, like France. It could be France. Yeah. It could be Russia. It could be the Midlands. I don't know. It's, it's awful. I do not want to buy one. You know what it actually looks like, and the fact that we have red pants as well in that picture. When when they're when, they, when when that picture of Clint Dempsey when he's standing there, it almost looks like he's wearing like like a dress. Yeah, I don't know why they have the red. The bottom of the jersey, the shirt top is red, and it extends into the shirt. It looks it looks like he's wearing a strapless dress. Yes. Yes. And we love those. And it just says just woeful to see. Hopefully they. Uh, it'd be funny when they debut these jerseys because they actually play Mexico tomorrow at the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium in a friendly. And of course, Mexico got some cool jerseys through Adidas. So yeah. So jersey talk. Don't don't like it. Don't like those jerseys. But really, really lazy on on our good friends at Nike. But whatever. Uh, interesting college basketball news. Steve Ojakowski is leaving Duke to coach Marquette. Oh, he really? I didn't see that. Kelly is supported by uh, by Espen, and so he's going to the uh, the Big East, which should be an interesting transition. How he goes from the ACC to the Big East, the new Big East, and so now Coach K will have to hire another former player. So he could potentially have a bench with uh, John Shire, Nate James, uh, Jeff Capel, and now a vacant Michael Gardner. Or Mike Brennan. <laughs> yes, Mike Brennan will uh, take the, uh, you know, maybe he'll take a downgrade. Immediately after taking the team to the NCAA tournament. He's also nominated for the Joby Hall and Hugh Durham Awards. Basically, these awards are for, uh, one is for first-year coach, and the other is for um, first-year mid-major. Wait. Top mid-major. Top mid-major and uh, first-year head coach. Obviously, he has some very strong competition. He's got Brad Underwood, Stephen F. Austin, who pulled off an upset in the first round. Mm-hmm. And Greg Marshall from Wichita State. Yeah. Congrats to Coach Brennan. Uh, also, Megan J. also is nominated for an award as well. Yes. Basically the same thing, only on the women's side. Uh, although I did rag on Maryland, shout out to them. They made the sweet chicken. They, they made the they made the final four. They're in the elite eight right now. They're playing Louisville today, I believe. They're the defending national champs, aren't they? Louisville? No. Yes. What women's? I think so. Oh, uh, let's take a look. Shout out to uh, Brenda Fries and Maryland Terps. Uh, at least one basketball school, one basketball team at that school can win. No, Connecticut won the tournament last year. And Louisville was the runner-up. Flo's, yes. Flo's predictions of an undefeated national championship are still alive? Yes, they are, because um, I know uh, I watched that when I was at the gym last night. Even before, I watched a little of a Baylor-Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Very good ball game, although you can tell that a good Baylor team uh, that's always considerably strong was a little overmatched, because this Notre Dame team which is methodical, and they were just executing everything they wanted to do. We're getting easy shots at the back basket every time. And again, that's not easy against a solid, consistently solid Baylor team. So I think we're still bound for a Baylor, um, 
Dame. Notre Dame showdown in the championship. Both teams undefeated. Notre Dame, UConn. Notre Dame, UConn. What did they say? Baylor. Oh, well, that would have been great. Well, that'd be great if it happened too. I, I think we're bound for a UConn Notre Dame championship game, and yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Own uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, who will be in the finals for the men's side? Though is the question. Uh, down in North Texas, which is actually Dallas. I still don't know why they insist no, on calling it. No, it's in Arlington, Texas. You know what's really funny about that? Everyone everyone that did the games on CBS, uh, Ian Eagles, Vern Lundquist, my boy Sparrow Diaz, Jim Nance. You don't even know who Sparrow Diaz is. I don't even know. I, I, he has the greatest name in, uh, in broadcast. It is a great name. Sparrow oh. Diaz, he, he, you know, he does a lot of the build games during the NFL. Oh, really? Right. Because they usually he play wrote. such a low level. Yeah, like they're usually the seventh grade. He's yeah. from a town that's like, very close to where I live, mm-hmm. and it's got a significant amount of malls, which is not as good as the, uh, the King of Prussia Mall. That's right. Never been to that. Neither have I. It's in Philly. We should go check it out. Well, technically not in Philly. It's in technically King of Prussia. Suburb of Philly. Yes. And basically, all it's like how the Final Four is in a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth. It's not in Dallas. It's between. It's, yeah, it's, between it's, Dallas. it's in North Texas. In Arlington. Well, you're going to break the mic. I don't care. Can you turn my mic back on? No, uh, okay, I guess my point, basically, yeah. everyone, everyone, was, everyone, even in the studios, Gumbel, Charles, um, Matt Weiner, all were saying Dallas, and the one person the entire two weeks of the tournament that said North Texas was the gymnast. I'm pretty certain I've heard North Texas. I heard uh, uh, I knew that the post game recap with Bill Raptor or I didn't say North Texas. You're wrong. Because I definitely heard about Bill Raptor. Well, because Vern Lundquist, I think, has got laryngitis, so he didn't do the post game recap for CBSSports.com. I could have sworn there were a bunch of other times I heard North Texas. But, like, on, on live, wrong. live it, on air. You just want to trash Jim Nance. That's all you want to do. No, there have been discrepancies. I agree. I've heard it both ways so far. But you, it's like when the Super Bowl was in uh, was in Miami, or as they say, South Florida. Yeah. Or it's in technically Miami Gardens. Exactly. The, the Final Four is in Arlington, okay? All right, we'll move on. It is not a basketball venue, to say the least. I'm actually kind of sad about that, because the games in the Garden were great. Yeah. The sad thing was, I, I hate... No matter how overrated Madison Square Garden is, the games in the atmosphere of those games were pretty yeah. I hated how the, uh, they have the standardized court in the NCAA. Uh, Connor Sports, actually, is the people that supply the, uh, the one for the Final Four. I don't know if they do it the entire tournament. But, yeah, it's sad, because... The only, the only recognizable thing in the garden during the broadcast is the horn. Other than that, just by putting New York on the baseline, you have no idea. But uh, that being said, Final Four, our first game will be Florida-UConn? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, the first game of the day is the 4 p.m. Yeah, it's uh, 4 p.m. No, it's later. Now. Oh, is it the 6? Is it going to be 6? It's interesting. The main telecast is going to be on TBS. But TNT and True TV are also going to have what are known as team cast. One game will be dedicated solely to Wisconsin. They'll have their own dedicated crew and a production crew. And then another game will be solely dedicated for Florida. Same thing. I, think I actually posted this earlier on Beatflow 360. At least I updated my tournament television schedule. Could Shabazz Napier single-handedly take down Florida? 
I mean, we didn't think he could do it to Michigan State. Uh, they're both veteran teams, but it seemed that Michigan State just lacked a lot of energy. They didn't look like they cared, and they refused to go inside on an inferior UConn team, at least on, on the interior. Yeah. And they didn't – Adrian Payne, he, uh, he had a lot of turnovers in that game, primarily because he would catch the ball, they would look to double, and he would dribble. When he knew the double was coming and he needed to pass out of that, the diagonal pass to the three-point line was open. And then, based on the way the defense was rotating, if somebody got to the guy at the three-point line, he could kick it to the corner. Mm-hmm. So they weren't recognizing the patterns of the defense. And so I could potentially see a Florida team who at points has looked uh, lackadaisical, especially on offense. And some games they've looked they pretty, lacked, pretty they've slow. They lacked some kick. Like the Albany game, they lacked it for a while. Dayton, they showed – Scotty Wobekin really kept them in that game for That's a lot right. of it. He had 23 points, and they only scored 63. So, in order for Florida to win the national, win this game, then win the national title, they're going to have to stay consistent on offense, or they're going to have to have somebody take over, like Wobekin did in the Dayton game. And for the later game, Wisconsin and the Kentucky Wildcats, yep. who have surprised a lot of people. Uh, they are the second game. That is a team of nitty-gritty, hard-working and uh, versus Showtime. Who gets the best in that? Bill Ryan in his first-ever Final Four against Calipari, who had been there uh, a couple times. I really don't think it's a good matchup for Wisconsin. Here's why. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky has been perhaps maybe the best player in the tournament, certainly the best player of the previous week, and he was fantastic. But, can, but unlike Arizona, who really only had one guy in Rubshinsky, what was his name again? Oh, the big guy. Yeah. yeah I think that was the only guy that could really guard Kaminsky, but he couldn't really guard him because he couldn't go out to the perimeter. And that's allowed, allowed Kaminsky to get a bunch of shots. Kentucky can throw Randall at him. If he's healthy, Willie Cauley-Stein. They got a that doesn't look like he's going to be healthy. Okay, okay. then. Or he's still got a... So there's Randall. Polythris. Can Polythris. Yeah. Is that the name? Polythris. Because now, or <laughs> Cauley-Stein doesn't play. you got two guys, athletic big guys that can go out and guard Kaminsky. And I really think that Kentucky is going to win that game. I think they're the more talented team. I think uh, the shooting of Wisconsin is going to keep them in it as it has all uh, tournament long. But I think that... Kentucky has got unique matchups to be able to take to take out or limit Kaminsky's production than the other teams that have played Wisconsin don't. So I think Kentucky's going to get on that game. Well, the success of Kentucky. Well, we, we had the emergence of Marcus Lee in that last game against Michigan. And that was a McDonald's All-American who rode the bench the entire year. This is how talented Kentucky is. Yep. Check them to AU. And uh, use that. 10, 10.6 more in the first half, I believe. And he really kept them in. He's another guy who can guard Kaminsky. Exactly. He's a little skinnier, so I get the feeling Kaminsky might be able to exploit him in the post. But in terms of athletic ability, he definitely can match him. I really think the key for Kentucky is the Harrison Twins. Uh, I know Julius Randle will get his looks. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's good for the putbacks. He's good for the physical interior play, the drawings of the fouls. Uh, but the Harrison Twins are really what makes it go, and Aaron Harrison went on a tear at the end of the yeah. Michigan game, and that's really what won the game for him. Uh, both of them, they're the key to the offense. They run the offense. They're essentially interchangeable. Uh, me and my brother were theorizing after they won the Michigan game, they should have made one of them lefty 
Because that way you wouldn't know which one you're guarding. That's right. That is you a really wouldn't good. know which one to defend with the whole two five situation. It's very confusing that's to who you're guarding. Brilliant idea. But they really are the key to the success of the Wildcats. Mm. So if, uh, we could potentially be seeing a rematch of the SEC title game. Yes, for the fourth time this year, a Kentucky-Florida showdown. Okay, I think we could have a seven-eight matchup with the Jags. But who doesn't love that? Wouldn't that be such a kick in the groin for Florida to beat Kentucky three times and then lose them in the national championship? Yeah, would be. They, they probably will. I think I would not be surprised. If, I mean, I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky makes the final four. I'm going as far as I wouldn't be surprised if they win the entire. Thing. I agree. I I have said that since. Uh, beating Louisville, I thought that that team had a great shot now to win it all because you get to get – you could say what you want about the Wichita State game, which was a classic. Both teams were awesome, and Kentucky got that win. But then Kentucky went out and did it again. Now they've got three times in a row. They've played great games. They've done what they needed to do down the stretch. They've shown that consistently they've lacked all season long. John Gallopardi is giving these kids – players to play right at the right time of the year. And that's all you need to do in March Madness. You need your key guys to perform because it's the biggest stage you're going to get. That's why UConn's in the Final Four. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I also lucked out because they got, Don't they were at the bottom of a mediocre East region, and they got the worst second seed in Villanova. Yes, I will hate on that Villanova team until the cows come home. But yeah, but the, but I think even then that UConn run has been awesome. There's no discounting that. Probably, I think maybe even more impressive than the Kentucky run because at least Kentucky came and they started playing well in the SEC tournament. They had an extreme amount of talent on that club. UConn again, the last game they played before the uh, the American tournament, they lost like 38 to Louisville on a nationally televised CBS game. So Kevin Ollie's done a great job with this Final Four. Very, very interesting Final Four. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this set. So you got... Wow, I'm, I've been going back and forth on this song. The first game I do, as uh, I uh, indicated, I am going uh, Kentucky over Wisconsin late game. I think I'm still going to go Florida in the first game. Uh, I've been going back and forth on that because there really are a lot of similarities uh, between this, U- this UConn team and the UConn team that was led by Kemba Walker to the championship. But I think that Florida, with how those uh, that five plays defensively, how in tune they're playing, how great Scotty Wilbekin is playing, I think they're going to get on. We will have a fourth Kentucky-Florida showdown. Graham Burns, who do you have in the final four? I got, I got to agree with him. I wouldn't be surprised if we – I would be much more surprised if UConn beat uh, Florida than – if uh, Kentucky beat Wisconsin, obviously. I see Kentucky, Florida. I see Kentucky winning it all. Uh, I think Kentucky, they've just been on a revenge tour and just tearing it up uh, so far. And I just, I don't know, when I watch them, I just get the feeling that they're going to win. With uh, with UConn, I never got that feeling, although especially with the St. Saint, Saint Joe's was their toughest test this tournament, it feels. And they only won that game because Canna Savick fouled out of the game. They could have well, well, also rallied to get that game over. Yeah, them, so but they could have very well lost I the agree. game. No, I agree. In the game. So they are one foul away from potentially not being in this tournament. So I think Florida finally, I think UConn's 
dream run ends, although they said that about Kemba Walker's team That's every right. step of the way. And who did that Connecticut team beat uh, Kentucky? That's they did. And that was like a fourth seed Kentucky team as well. Mm-hmm. So. That was that was like in between the John Wall and the Anthony Davis year, so it was kind of a low year for That's Kentucky. Right. That's right. Um, that was like the Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was on that team? Uh, uh, Marcus Teague. He may have been on that team. Uh, who's the big guy that's on Houston now? Oh, Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones was on that team. Who stayed the next year and ended up winning a national championship. Right. Good call. Good for it. That's what happens when you uh, stay in college. Get good education. I want you stay. Yeah, I think it's Florida. If Florida, Kentucky matchup, Kentucky will win. But if UConn upsets Florida, I could see. Um, I could see them winning. If UConn upsets Florida, there's nothing to stop them from winning the national title, honestly. Kentucky I, does have the advantage, though, because, ironically enough, as much as we bragged on the courts, they have been the only team that's played on the race courts. They were in Indianapolis, weren't they? Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, the, ga- the games in North Texas, obviously, are going to be on a race court in AT&T Stadium. We love a race court. We hate the race court. That uh, depth perception on the players' part, it's just a mess. It's everything under the sun. So... Uh, eventual national champion for me, I will go with the Kentucky Wildcats. I don't see why not. I think they are a very good team. I'm going completely against my bracket, thinking Florida could win. Although senior leadership does triumph overall, and they are the best defense. You know what? I'm going to say Florida's going to win it. <laughs> defense, because everything we've seen this year, defense wins championships. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in the AU Boston game. You'll see it in the Final Four. Florida currently has the best defensive team left out of all the teams left in the tournament. I think they will find a way to contain. You don't have to shut them down. You have to contain Shabazz Napier. They will win that game. And whoever makes the most threes in the Kentucky-Wisconsin game, because that's obviously what's going to boil down to win that, I think Florida's going to win the national championship. That might, that might come down to another who has the ball last situation. Oh, well, you know what they should bring back the NCAA tournament? There used to be a third-place game. Yes. They need to uh, actually hype up the All-Star game, which is on Friday. That's right. The, 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 uh, the All-Star game never – is it Friday? I thought it was Saturday. Friday, because the games are on Saturday. No, but the, I thought the games – I think the games are on Saturday at, like, noon on CBS. Well, apparently it's, um, I think, Friday night on True TV. Or maybe maybe I'm thinking something else. Oh, well, the final, uh, final minute. Yeah, they never hyped that up. That's right. They need to. AU player was in it once. Vlad Malavania, my freshman year. He's the immortal. Now in Europe. Uh, before we end the show, any shout-outs you want to give us, Flo? Um, yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to ATV News uh, because I was a part of the production crew of the uh, Sunday night ATV uh, student government presidential debate. And by me being part of the broadcast crew, I was almost like a garden gnome or a horseshoe. Basically, I was always there for good luck. As you know, as Mike knows, I am the producer of Sports Zone, which is a fine program on ATV, which is the only show that still consistently uh, produces from the studio. So they decided, the people that are producing it, our good friends Keisha Swanee, Madeline Torina decided, they wanted me to be there as a good luck charm so that nothing bad happens. Cause, and apparently if something bad happened, I would be the guy they would go to, which is ironic because it's bad to get me. Student activity fee uh, reform so ATV can get some money and not use the trash equipment that we've been using since like 1999. 
or 202 or whatever it was, but that's my shout-out. Support the cause. Graham, Graham, are you going to support the cause? Obviously. Yes! Whatever flows us something, I always do it. So uh, <laughs> that sounds like something I'll be doing right when I get back to my room. Josh, any, anything you want followers? Uh, no, I have no shout-out this week. Uh, I want to give uh, two shout-outs. One, um, to my dad uh, for pulling... The legendary John Gardner. Uh, not even close. So he pulling one of the uh, the gutless April Fool's jokes on me this morning. Really? I want to hear Basically, I have to get uh, immunization shots to graduate, to finish my medical records, which is uh, funny how the school has yet said it. told me that when I was finally a senior, but we'll gloss over that. Uh, basically... He sent me a text earlier this morning saying, watch out for April Fool's. And I was like, ah, you know, you're 21 years old. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, but because of the immunization, I have to get those. Otherwise, I won't graduate. And well, aren't those also things that you have to get every certain year, say every certain amount of years too? Perhaps. But, sorry to cut you off. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, but, so the, uh, the, the joke uh, was um, my dad sent me an email saying, yeah, we stopped paying because you haven't gotten these done. So... Come like, like basically, basically come next week you have to drop out of school and I was very mad because you can't get around with that kind of stuff it's a man's future you're playing with right. yeah, yeah exactly well done Steve Gardner and um that is his name another shout uh, shoot what for another shout out I was gonna give come on bro I don't know like me sports zone yeah, I'm, I'm... Give a shout-out to the Memphis. We'll give a shout-out to Tiger Woods' surgeon. Why? That he might get Tiger back for uh, for a competition, you know? Oh, jeez. Tiger will be out of the Masters. It's not the Masters without Tiger. But he, just, just to have, like, a glutton for punishment, that's Tiger now. He just goes and he takes it and he plays poorly and we get to have him just because he's a staple. Do you like to take it? Yeah, shout out to the Masters. That's in two weeks. Yeah, but Tiger's not going to be in the Masters. and not today. Good. He'll probably be good. He probably would have lost. He's always the biggest draw. He definitely would have lost. He probably would have lost anyway. So, yeah, well, I actually, final shout out is to the, uh, the Duck Dynasty. They are going to be sort of the uh, the MCs of this weekend. Yeah, you're excited for that. Texas Motor Speedway. Your favorite show in Every every mem- every member of that family has some role, whether it's Grand Marshal, one of them's giving the invocation, another is going to wave the flag, another is going to fly in on a parachute. I don't know. I'm excited, you know, because I actually was doing some research over a conference call I had with it, and um, I've been learning a lot about this, these people, and I thank them for uh, using their brand Duck Commander, which sells the duck call and any other of their branding. They sort of want to separate from the show and actually be a legitimate business. They are sort of making this their weekend, which is great. Uh, so I'm gonna while I'm there, I'm going to be a field producer for former Mrs. Brick Cup, uh, Paige Dean, and I'll be on the Big Hoss TV, which is the largest HD television in the world. So you will definitely see if you watch it on Fox. I'll be running around in a polo, looking like I am someone. On that note, uh, thanks to the people at WFAN for letting us uh, borrow their theme. For Mike's on, Princess is on. Uh, I should thank uh, Beefo360. You can check out uh, episode, this episode out and more to come on Flo's blog. 
be some great content as well. Absolutely. Check out the podcast on iTunes for Graham's blog. For Graham Burns, Ben Florence, I am Mike Gardner saying so long. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.